What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the MLS Now podcast. This is your host, Gavin Rushnell, and today we have a interview for you guys. We haven't done an interview in a while, but um, we got a pretty good guest here, a former DC United player, uh, Felipe Martins. Felipe, how are you doing today? Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Off-season, working hard to for this excited season that... Uh, this new year that just started and big things to 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 come up so yeah um well yeah thanks for coming on the show um hopefully big big things coming up like you said um first i wanted to start off uh you obviously born and raised in brazil um and i wanted to get your thoughts on your your thoughts on the differences between the united states youth soccer system and what you know about that and then brazil's youth soccer system and your experience from being raised within that system so you know obviously being born in brazil you know number one sport in brazil it's soccer mm-hmm. nine from ten kids born wants to, to to play soccer you know it's very different you play in the streets you play from since you go to school on the break at school after you finish school, until you go to bed, you play soccer. Obviously, I have two boys that uh, one, he's been, he's uh, seven, uh, almost eight, that uh, is being uh, raised in, in America. So I know exactly the system, how it works here. I think just the difference is, uh, as I always said, the difference is uh, kids born in here, you know, they always going to have a second chance because of the possibilities they have, this, the, the school, you know, graduating. Um, I think the education comes first. Um, in Brazil, um, it's not only a sport, you know, it's something that uh, kids choose. And they said, like, I prefer to give everything to become a soccer player, to try to become a soccer player and take that risk then then just go to, to school, you know. I think uh, they still in, in that mentality. But, uh, you know, uh, as I, t- I always tell me, my kids, uh, education is first, and I wouldn't want the, the life I had since I was born to, to my son. And I'm glad that he can have, uh, you know, a different uh, system. And I'm sure that many players that is coming up, it's going through this system and it's working. So... You know, like it's just a, a different reality. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> For me, the from abroad looking, I, I I couldn't imagine growing up in that state where you do have to choose between, you know, full time going after a professional soccer career or you know a second job activity because you know we all love soccer, but it's either you're full gung-ho on that or you have to choose a, a separate life. So Yes, a lot of kids need to have to choose. So, But uh, as I said, I'm glad that my son is in here and he's able to, to get a good education. Yeah. So early on in your career, you moved out of Brazil to Italy. And I wanted to get yeah. your thoughts on how that move uh, ch- happened um, and where the decision-making process was easy and difficult for you i mean i left my house when i was at the early age of 10 years old you know i lived in many different 
cities in Brazil. So at the age of 15, I was in a, in a club that uh, sold a lot of players to, to Italy. And I was one of them. And I got to it when I was 15. You know, I got to learn the language, the, the culture. My wife is from the city. I played in Italy. So I go back there now very often. I haven't gone there because of COVID. But uh, yes, it's, uh, I got there when I was 15. And, you know, I loved the, I loved the country, I loved the culture and everything about Italy. And I hold my Italian passport as well. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so then after that, went off to um, Switzerland. Sorry. Yes, so yeah, I was in a winter tour in Lugano for around three years. Then Jesse Marsh brought me to, to Montreal, from Montreal to New York. And I, I played in Vancouver and less in this year. Mm-hmm. So in Switzerland, um, obviously a little bit different than Italy. Uh, what would you say are the biggest differences between the two um, so- soccer leagues over there? Um, I mean, Italy is very popular. You know, it's been around for, for many, many years. In Switzerland, it's still growing, but it's, they have the, they're so organized. They have nice stadiums. They have good teams. You know, the environment uh, are good. The structure, you know, is there. So I, I think they have a lot of, a lot of things that, uh, that it's very good. The league uh, is competitive. And as you can see, you know, young boys this year in, in Champions League, in Europa League, Basel, you know, um, I think Lausanne a couple years ago was in Europa League as well. So they have teams that uh, is uh, doing very well. So for the small country there is in there, I think they have a very good environment and very good players. Uh, you know, they're very competitive for how small they, they are as a country. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you enjoyed your time there. Do you have a preference of which one uh, you played in? I, I love I, I love to play there. I love Lugano. It's a great city. Uh, I spend a lot of time there. You know, I, have, I still have a lot of friends uh, in there. And, you know, every time I, I have a chance to go back there, they, I, I love the city. I, it's an, an amazing country. It's one of my favorite countries I've, I've been. And, you know, I had a great time and just good memories from, from that uh, period. Awesome. Did you ever imagine that, like, you know, obviously in Brazil, you said you left your hometown at 10 years old. <coughs> Did you imagine that you would travel this much um, over to Europe, back in the United States, up into Canada? Um, would you ever imagine that? Or were you thinking you'll be in Brazil for your whole life? No, uh, I never imagined that. Obviously, I dream uh, about it. But you never know how, you know, how many countries, languages and people you're going you're gonna to meet uh, throughout your life. And, you know, I, in the beginning, I started to, to, to write every city I was in. Now <laughs> I stopped because I'm being so many different continents and, and cities and countries that uh, I feel very fortunate uh, to, to go through all of those opportunities because it uh, made me a better person. And, you know, uh, I understood a lot of cultures and the diversity around the world. And that's the beauty about it. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that I always want to ask um, professional, <clears throat> sorry, uh, MLS athletes specifically is uh, about the travel. So obviously you came over to Montreal, uh, Jesse Marsh gotcha. Um, 
what was the travel like in that first season? Because you hear a lot that it's so different to you. How was it so different? Uh, I think, you know, like I was very young. I was super excited to be here. You know, obviously for me, travel were never, uh, you know, an issue because uh, to go from Italy to Brazil, it's about 12 hours, 13 hours flight. So for me, you know, like I think it's a privilege, privilege to be a soccer player, privilege to, to live this life. So uh, I'm not a big complainer about this, but obviously it was big flights, long flights. You just need to adapt, you know, with what you do after the flight, you know, try to, to go on the bike, try to, to adjust a little bit for, for you to get the legs going. But other than that, you know, like for me, it was never an issue to, to travel. Okay. And then, so you're in Montreal. You have some, a lot of successful seasons there. Uh, was Jesse Marsh the big um, selling point for you? in your move to the Red Bulls? Uh, what was yeah. the, the big reason behind that? The coach? Yes, obviously, you know, we have a good relationship to this day. You know, he is um, my mentor, you know, the person that helped me since the beginning, the person that uh, always believed in me more than a coach. You know, he was always there for me uh, at all times. And that's, uh, I'm always going to be thankful to him, you know, for everything that he, he helped me and he teach me, you know, so and that's uh, for me, he was uh, and he's still one of the most influential person I ever met. Mm -hmm. And, and obviously you had a very successful season under him where you guys won the supporter shield, uh, didn't quite <clears throat> push all the way to MLS cup, but what was it about that team in specific that was so special to you? I think uh, you know the intensity, intensity in the way he he was able to to get the the players to work. You know the the mentality, the system he he implements, and everyone believed. You know he's uh he's one of his best quality that he knows how to manage people, and you know I think he, his quality shows on the field when he 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 builds something, he builds something strong, something solid, and that's what what happened you know, those years with him because uh, he's a very smart coach, uh, coach, but more than anything, he, he knows how to manage people and he did the best way possible. So what was, um, was that your favorite part, like, about him? Like, how did he uh, improve you as a player? I think, uh, you know, he, he, he helped me um, how to, to be calmer on the ball. Uh, the movements uh, around the box, how to to be able to always stay connected to the game, but more than anything, how to make players around me better, you know, helping them the way I could work. And he helped in all these years, you know, on the field, but many, many others uh, off the field. And as I said to you, I'm grateful for him. And at the time for Chris Armas, which was in his... Uh, in his staff, I'm thankful for those two because they, they are a big part of uh, the the person I, I became. Yeah, and I mean, obviously those qualities are showing both of them over in Europe right now. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, so further along in your career, you moved up to Vancouver and <coughs> only there for one and a half seasons. Um, 
what what are your thoughts on your time in Vancouver? Uh, it was a tough period for me. You know, uh, a lot of off the field going on uh, in my life. But, you know, as I said to you, um, I'm never afraid of question. I'm not afraid of anything. And, you know, like, uh, it's no excuse. Uh, it was a period that uh, I tried my best. Unfortunately, I could play, couldn't play my, my best soccer, you know, and I finally moved to, to this scene. I was able to find my my form again. And unfortunately, my injury happened. But uh, I'm very thankful that uh, I was able to come back and play many games as I played last season. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens this year. Yeah. Um, on the ACL tear, uh, I feel like there is sometimes a misconception around that injury. Mm-hmm. Uh because you hear a lot of times that they should be back in nine to 12 months. And then there's an expectation that they're going to be back to themselves. Can you just kind of talk a little bit about why that isn't the case and how difficult it is to come back and regain your muscles and, and get back to your full <coughs> strength over possibly a course of two years? Uh, I mean, now I think it's around 15 16 months mm-hmm. since my my tear around that you know it's a uh, very difficult both mentally and uh, physically you know you you are out for a long period of time you know the trust of people around you a lot of people <laughs> disappear you know your friends that's so-called friends disappear the people that trust you um, will so-called trust you uh, disappear and you don't have many friends around anymore, you know, like, especially um, being, you know, not a, a national team player or, you know, one of the big stars in MLS, you know, it's uh, people forget about you. People stop talking about you. But, uh, you know, you, you, you find a lot about yourself, you know, how you work hard, uh, all those hours that you work alone. And the people did, that really stick to you and really trust you, you know, it's a it's a difficult period. But you know, I have a, I'm lucky to to have a, a beautiful wife that always stayed. Uh, my family always stayed with me. You know, my agent uh, friends that uh, is not many, but the good ones is always stays with me. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, people say that uh, you you come back uh, with uh, some players come back with six months, uh, five months, uh, twelve months. It uh, all depends because every everyone is different. You know how your your body reacts, how how hard you work, how much the people around you understand and help you, and really do a good job on on progressing the right way. And to be fair, I'm. I was lucky enough to, to have a lot, a lot of good people around me. Uh, people on the staff of this United that uh, helped me uh, so many, so many days and so many hours uh, to, to, to go back. And But I think most of uh, after you come back, it's uh, about you regaining the rhythm and having a lot of confidence, you know, because if you have confidence, also things go fluid. But uh, it's so many, so many things go into that injury. And, you know, like it's, it takes time. It takes time to, to heal. It takes time for you 
to come back. It takes time for you to your body after so so long to to get used to to the speed to 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 everything. But you know, uh, I'm very confident that uh, this year I gonna I gonna look a completely different player, uh, even better than than I was before. Uh, I believe I not only believe in that, but I know it because uh, only me knows how. On the training that I've, I've been doing, how I feel, you know, the how I move, how you know I'm able to 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 move around the field, and I uh, I feel feel thankful for that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you you had a great season this past season with DC. What what were your thoughts on kind of how the season went from the struggles early on to the to the really good run come the end of the season? Um, and the new coach how, how what were your thoughts on dc this past year i think uh you know it was excited season with the new coach new system uh, new coaching staff uh, we've changed a lot around uh around the team you know losada he implemented a lot of good things and the idea he implemented the high tempo uh, i liked a lot you know we are able to 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 show on the field you know how, how much we changed but it's about continuity, you know. Uh, this year, you know, uh, needs to to improve much more. But uh, if I talk about myself, I was just happy that uh, I was able to come back and uh, you know didn't miss one training, didn't miss one game that I was available to play. You know, I was always in the bench, and most most important, you know, I didn't have any setbacks. You know, I didn't have any little injuries and. Uh, that's uh, I think uh, it speaks to, to itself how how hard I've worked to to come back, you know. And you know, I I'm just happy that I was able to come back the best way possible. Uh, going into this season, you know, I feel I feel feel great, feel amazing because I was able to to work all this time just uh, to don't go to don't get injured and to get ready for for 2022. And here we are. And getting ready for uh, a great year. Awesome, good stuff. Uh, so let's kind of backtrack a little bit. I wanted to ask about how you personally dealt with the lockdown. Um, what was your kind of like daily routine uh, after the league got shut down for all those months before the tournament? Uh, me and Russell Canals, we live we lived very close, so we were able to to train together together most of the time in my garage or around the the fields that were still open. We we trained together the whole the whole pandemic. And I I was lucky to have a player like him to to be able to push me. And you know it was a to be fair, even on tough moments we we did the best we could and you know we helped each other to 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 hold everyone uh, each other accountable and we, we we trained great we trained great and for the MLS back we we felt amazing we felt uh, going to the tournament we felt very good and I think uh, you know uh, in the worst period of our lives we are able to, to manage the best best way possible what were your thoughts on the tournament did you guys enjoy it as much as the fans did we enjoyed because we were so long out of you know, and alone with our family that we, we needed that. And I think it was a great idea. MLS did a, an amazing job organizing that. Uh, and we had a great time. 
Good. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are calling for it to come back. Um, a lot of people, yeah. liked it. I don't think it ever will happen. Uh, it's kind of a once in a lifetime thing, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, to finish out here, I wanted to ask just a couple of quick, fun questions. Um, so throughout your career, it doesn't just have to be MLS. I should say, do you have a favorite coach? I think it would be, uh, not good if I don't say, you know, because he, he really was, uh, Jesse Marsh was mm -hmm. uh, my favorite because how I felt also uh, with him. All right. Um, now, favorite MLS teammate? Oh, uh, I have I have many, many players that uh, uh, I loved, but I think uh, that understand in, on the field to play with him was uh, Piatti, Nacho Piatti. Mm. Oh. as an Orlando fan that one hurts <laughs> he loved playing against us we all he always scored on us um mm. he's a very good player though uh, I believe yeah. he just retired he just um, retired yeah excuse me sorry um all right uh do you have any nicknames given to you and do you have a favorite one um no I don't think I have a, a nickname no uh no, no nicknames uh, around the league. Obviously, I was voted uh, for many players around the league, the most hated player in the league. They don't do that anymore. But, uh, yes, I don't have a nickname. I just know that a lot of people don't like me, but that's why. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Jeez. Yeah, it was a thing until a couple years ago. Then they stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. I'd probably be top three still. Why was it? Do you know why? Did you ever hear? Uh, I think it's just the way I am on the field. You know, uh, as the year going uh, go on, I, I got a little bit better. But, you know, on the field, I'm very competitive. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, sometimes uh, the way I act or the way I talk on the field, you know, piss, piss people off. But, you know, it's just part of the game, the way I am and how I built myself uh, into that uh, the player I am on the field, you know, someone you always create that that person that you want to be on the field, and that's uh, how it worked for me, and that's why I continue to be. A little bit of smack talk never hurt nobody. <laughs> um, all right, uh, do you have a favorite moment uh, from from your MLS career? I think the, my favorite moment was uh, the moment I came back from my from my injured. You know, like it was a great moment uh, for me and how I felt. And, you know, for me, it was my biggest uh, winning I've ever had is be able to come back the way I came back. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge moment in your career to be able to come back from an injury like that. So I like that answer. And then the, the final question I got for you here, Felipe, um, do you have any advice for any young players who are aspiring to be professional players in the game? You know, I think uh, it's important that uh, a lot of people, yeah, I heard that you need to work so much, so hard, so this, but more than working so hard is working smart and uh, with smart people, with people that really know about uh, what you're doing. Because sometimes uh, learn the wrong thing or the wrong thing, you become very good at doing the wrong thing, you know? So you need to really be in hands of people that know what they're doing and they give you good advices 
And sometimes uh, work hard doesn't mean you work all the time. You know, it's uh, working the right the right way with the right amount of time for you to don't overload your body. You're still growing. You still have a long time. You don't want to become a soccer player in, in a month, in, a, in two months. But it's a process and you need to trust the process and have a, a clear plan. To, to your career and to your life, but, uh, you know, try to enjoy as much as possible because you don't know the day of tomorrow. So uh, always enjoy your moment and live the moment because, you know, this, uh, this goes so quick. So I think it, it's just important for you to, to try to enjoy as much as possible when you play this, this, this sport this, uh, because it's a, it's a privilege. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. And then actually, I just want to ask about your... Um... You got a coaching badge, correct? Yes, I got the B license. Yeah. Was that in Orlando? Yes, yes. We are in Orlando for for five days, you know, to finish finish up the, the course. We we worked very hard for a month uh, via Zoom. A lot of MLS players, uh, current players uh, did and it was amazing. It was amazing to to learn more about uh about this sport that have given so much to me. And maybe one day when I retire, uh, I will be able to, to give back. Is that the plan? Is that to go into like a head yes. coach role or maybe a behind-the-scenes yes. coach? I don't know. I would love to, to be a coach. Maybe when I retire, uh, I don't have that plan yet. But mm-hmm. uh, when I retire, I, I really want to coach um, and, and try to be a coach because it's not that simple. People think it's very simple, but there's a lot of things that you need to to understand and be able to manage. So uh, I would try one day and I uh, hope I continue to, to, to learn and, and become a better player uh, as I'm learning about Coach House. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Well, thank you so much for your time you. um, and for your insight. We really appreciate it. And uh, good luck to you in 2022. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me.